Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Happy Monday. This is JC. Hello. Hey, JC. Hello. How are you? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. This is Moxie. Oh, hi, Moxie. Good morning. Happy hi. Monday. Happy Monday. Good to hear you guys. Good to hear you, too. Have a great day. Hi, Susie. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Good. Hey, good morning Susie. Hello, hello. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who else has joined the call that would like to say good morning? Now is the time we say good morning. This is Susie again. Can we please keep me in your prayers? Yeah, yeah, Susie. I'm having a very hard time in my life right now. Having a hard time with what, sister? In my life right right now. Okay. I got you, Susie. Moxie, yes. Moxie, this is JC. Okay, I guess we it's, it's a little confusing because I I'm a, I pulled up the whole schedule and it said JC, but you go ahead, sweetheart. I can't oh, find the schedule. We'll get I, it I together. No, no. Text. Oh, okay. So you're good. You're good, man. Because I didn't get okay. the text. Okay. Have a good day, sweetie. God bless. You too. You too, sister. Thank you. Good Yes, he do, sister. He got our back. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Monday. Thank you so much, Yvonne. God bless everyone on the call. Have a great day. Hey, hey. You have a blessed day, too, Sister Lisa. Hey, hey. Good morning. It's Sister Tracy, everyone. Happy Monday. Want to have a prayer request real quick? Yes, Sister Tracy, what is it? I'm asking everybody to lift up Angela Miller, um, who lost her dad, actually, on May the 23rd. Um, I got the call from her on Saturday. Um, I had he, he passed away from the C-word, um, and we already knew that it was, you know, it was going to get to this point, but uh, yeah. So just lift that family up in prayer for me, please, and thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Her name is Angela Miller, right? Yeah, Angela Miller. Okay. She had the flu. Yeah, thank you. Yes, okay, so you want us to pray for you for your um, trip you're leaving on Friday? Yeah. The traveling trip? Gotcha. Happy Monday. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Beth. Happy Monday. Good morning, Dynamic Duo. Good morning. Happy Monday. Declare victory. Mona, JC, sorry about the confusion. It's Mona this Monday. So thank you. Thank (laughs) Thank you. you so much. Yes, who else is on the line? God is so good. He woke us up this morning. We're on the wake-up list, y'all. Come on, let's, let us hear your beautiful Good morning, Miss Diane. Hey, Diane. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. 
Y'all, we is on the wake-up list. Hey, he got plans for us. Yes. He got good plans for us for today. Let's seek and know what that grateful, is. Grateful, 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 grateful on this morning. You are so right, Mona. Oh, Jesus. Thank you for saying yes. that. Yes, yes. so grateful. Who else is on the line that would love to say good morning? Hello. Good morning. This is Topaz. Good morning, Topaz. Good to hear your beautiful sound this morning, sister. Good morning. It's Krishanda. God bless you. Good morning. Everybody, please put your phone on mute. Yvonne, could you mute your phone for me, sister, please? All right, you guys, let me pull up the script real quick. God is so good. All right, here we go. 
Oh, here we go right here. Thank you. Okay, you guys, it's that time. Make sure you mute your phone before we proceed. Hello, my name is Moxie Mona, and the greeter you just heard was Yvonne Lachaud. And we thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time, 8 o'clock a.m. Central Time, and 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure during the month of June, where our monthly theme is entitled Self-Control and Discipline. This month, month, each declare will focus on how yielding to the fruit of self-control will empower you to live a disciplined, God-ordained life. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed too. There, I didn't see no, um, yeah, there are one announcement for today. First, please join us tonight and every Monday night for Marriage Matters for Married Couples or Married Hopefuls. You can call into the same phone number tonight um, between 6.30 and 7.30 Pacific Time, 8.30 and 9.30 Central Time, and between 9.30 and 10.30 Eastern Time. You will be happy that you did. I didn't see any prayer requests submitted on the app, but we have um, a couple of spoken prayer requests. Um, Susie is asking us to um, lift her up. Um, she's not, um, you know, for in her life for her period. Just lift Susie up. Tracy is asking us to lift up Angela Miller um, and her family. They lost her dad to the um, to the to the C word. Um, JC is asking us to pray for her daughter, Jania, Jania, and Yvonne is asking us to pray for her. She's going on a family um, trip for a family reunion on Friday, so she's asking us to pray for her for traveling grace. Okay. In the order of the call, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Yolanda. The declaration will be brought by Lavelle. Then we will go right into closing comments um, hosted by our declarer. Once again, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Yolanda, and the declaration will be brought by Lavelle. And we go right into the closing comments hosted by our declarer, which is Lavelle. All right, the scripture for today, you guys, is Proverbs 25, um, 27 and 28. It is not good to eat too much honey nor it is honorable to search out matters that are that are too deep. Like a city whose walls are broken through a person who lacks self-control. Wow. Once again, it is not good to eat too much honey, nor it is, is it honorable to search out matters that are too deep. Like a city whose walls, walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, please, we ask you to make sure that your phone is muted until instructed to come off mute. I now have to call to the prayer warrior. You guys have a blessed, blessed day. God bless. Love you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Abba God, thank you, Jesus, Father, 
thank you, God, for another glorious day, Lord God. We, God, recognize you as head of our lives, God. We, God, recognize you as the one and only uh, real God, Lord God, living God, forever God, everlasting God. We bless your name this morning. Hallelujah. God, we give you the highest praise. Holy Spirit, hallelujah. I invite you in right now, Lord God. Thank you, God. We pray, Lord God, that our prayers and supplications and our praises, Lord God, will be acceptable, Lord God. A sweet fragrance, Lord God, unto your nostrils, God. We bless your name, God. We ask humbly that you will forgive us for anything we may have said and done against you, Lord God. Anything, Lord God, that's caused you grief, God. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for your grace and your mercy, God. We thank you, God, because you know our innermost self. God. You know us better, Lord Jesus, than we know ourselves, God. So we come to you, Lord God, as humbly as we know how, God. We come to you, God. We bow down, Lord God. We fall prostrate, Lord God. And we ask, Lord God, that you would look down upon your people, Lord God. God, we pray for Yvonne, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord God, that you will give her traveling grace and mercy, Lord God, to and fro. We pray, Lord God, that that family reunion, Lord God, will be wonderful, God, will be refreshing, God. Oh, God, thank you, God, right now, in the name of Jesus, bless Yvonne and every family member as they go to and fro, Lord God. Bless the reunion, God, and we thank you right now, in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. God, we pray right now for Angela Miller and her father, Lord God. They've lost their family, Lord God. They've lost their patriarch, Lord God. Oh, God, bless them, Lord God. Bless them, Lord God. Oh, God, comfort them right now with the blood of Jesus, Lord God. Help them to know that they know that they know, Lord God, that you are with them and he is with you, God. Bless the Miller family. Bless Angela, God. Bless everyone who is grieving uh, his passing, Lord God. God, we pray and we know, Lord God, that you are the great comforter, Lord God. You are the great comforter, Lord God. And we know, Lord God, because we've had it before, God. We've seen your great grace and your mercy, Lord God. We've seen your comfort. We've seen your shield, Lord God. We've seen your fortress, Lord God. So we pray, Lord God, right now for Angela and her family. God, I pray a prayer for Michelle Ash, Lord God, who has supposedly, hallelujah, the C word, God. God, I pray a miraculous miracle, Lord God, in her life. Lord God, I stand straight in faith, Lord God, that you will remove every cancerous cell, everything that is trying to ravish her body, Lord God, right now, in Jesus' name, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you thwart any, any sign, any test, any uh, diagnosis that the doctor might give her, Lord God, because you are greater than all, Lord God. So I thank you right now in Jesus' name. God, I pray for Jania, Lord God. Hallelujah. Oh, God, hallelujah. Oh, God, any 
angst, Lord God, any anxiety, Lord God, any trouble, Lord God, any fear, Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, God, give her a spirit of peace, Lord God. Give her a spirit of triumph, Lord God. Help her to look to you, Lord God. <coughs> Excuse me. For all things, Lord God, <coughs> give JC, her mother, everything that she needs, Lord God, to support Jania, Lord God. Oh, God, renew and refresh her, Lord God. Oh, God, I pray, Lord God, that you will just give her uh, the whole armor, Lord God, so that she can withstand, so she can stand and withstand, Lord God. Hallelujah. That she can uh, uh, miss the darts, Lord God, that, the, that Satan or any outside force, Lord God, will try to come against her, Lord God. Oh, God, show us your glory, Lord God. Bless her right now and bless her indeed, Lord God. Remove it right now and remove it indeed, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God, and we lift Susie up, God. We lift Susie up to you, Lord God. Whatever that is going on in her life, God. God, we know that she loves you, God, and she is your child, God, and you have promised, Lord God, to take care, Lord God, so help her stand true in her faith, Lord God. Help her to stand up with great expectation, Lord God, that whatever it is, Lord God, whatever it is, Jesus, you are there in the midst, Lord God. You will not let anything and anyone come against her or anyone on this line. Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, God, we are uh, asking, Lord God, that you will reveal to us, Lord, uh, self-control and discipline. We understand, God, that self-control is a gift from you, Lord Jesus. Lord, Second Timothy says, 1-7 says, God, for God has gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. God, we stand in your word. God, we stand on your word. Hallelujah. God, and we know, Lord God, we know that we know that we know, God, that we can do all things through you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We can be disciplined, Lord God, when we stand on your word, God. We can be disciplined and have self-control, Lord God, when we look toward you, God. Lord, the more we love you, God, the closer we come to you, God, the more we understand you, God. Hallelujah. Your word will be revealed, Lord God, and you will give us the gift of self-control and discipline and a sound mind and power, God, because there is power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There is power in the blood, Jesus. Hallelujah. There is power in your grace, God. Hallelujah. There is power, God, and you will give it to us. Hallelujah. So, God, all this month, Lord God, let us listen, Lord God, with open and eager ears, Lord God. Help us to uh, examine ourselves, Lord God, as each declaration, as each declarer comes forth, Lord God. Reveal to us, Lord God, what we need to do, Lord God. Reveal to us, Lord, the errors in which, the areas in which we are lacking, Lord God. Reveal to us, God, what we need to do, Lord God. And oh, hallelujah, God, help us to be obedient to your word, God. Oh, God, the closer we get to you, God, the more we want to obey you, the more we understand you, God, the more you are, your word is revealed. Hallelujah. 
So, God, when Pastor Lavelle comes on uh, after me, God, bless the man of God, Lord Jesus. Bless the man of God, Lord God. Speak through him, Lord God. Let him be uh, a a clarion, Lord God, for your word, God. Help us to uh, understand and listen attentively, Lord God, and then seek your faith. And then seek your word. Bless him, God. Bless him, his family. Bless his church, Lord God. Bless him as he goes and bless him as he comes, Lord God. All these things I pray in the magnificent and powerful name of Jesus Christ. There is no sweeter name I know, Lord God. No more powerful word than I know, God. So as we uh, take our phones off of mute, Lord God, we give you praise, God. We give you honor, God. We give you glory, you, Jesus. Jesus. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Um, um, let me jump into this real quick. Um, um, uh, for the sake of time, Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20, um, uh, beginning at verse 14, it says, Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Manatiah, a Levite of the son of Asaph, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Verse 15 says, And he said, Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord be unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but it's God. Uh, tomorrow go ye down against them, behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerel. Listen to this, here it is. You shall not need to fight in this battle, that yourselves stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Korahites and the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord, God of Israel, with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And when he had consulted with the people and appointed singers unto the Lord, and that, and that should praise and, and beauty of holiness, as they went out before the army to say, Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, the Lord set up ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy one another. My God, my God. Let me go back to verse 17. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself. Stand ye still, stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord. Wow. Uh, Dr. Warren Wearsby um, uh, writes in a book on worship, a great sentiment uh, regarding this sacred act that most, if not all of us, really love to do. Um, um, he says, worship by and large happens from the redeemed heart, but manifests itself in three ways. Um, Wearsby argues, and he contends that some people, they see this act of worship and this sacred place, um, um, not only the church, but even this this platform of declared victory, some people may see it as a playground. But I like when Wearsby begins this way because my mama would say you ought to be careful where you play. And the church declared victory is not a place for all of that. He, he then goes further in and deeper down and says some people 
look at it as the as the church as holy ground. And I can't help but concur uh, that this uh, is a place dedicated to the worship of our our sovereign and ubiquitous God. But it goes further and deeper down when he says that not only is this not a playground, and not only is it just sacred or holy ground, but when you really come to know the church of the living God, he says this is a battleground, that, that this is where spiritual warfare happens at its best. And if Wearsby is correct, it gives credence and clarity to the argument of Dr. J. Riggins Earl in his book, Dark, Dark Symbols and Obscure Signs, because in his text, he argues and he contends that we as an African-American people differ in worship than any other race of people on planet Earth. He says um, from the days of slavery all the way up until now, truth of the matter is our worship is just different. Our prayers are filled with passion. As you listen to Yolanda pray this morning. Our songs are testimonies to melodies, and our worship um, is not some dead, docile, defunct worship that when we come to church, we literally come to have church. And if both these authors are correct, and I believe synergistically that they are, if you look at the history of the worship of people who were born in church, who was raised in church, uh, reared in church, I don't know about y'all, but today's church is just a little bit different for us. Well, maybe not for y'all, but for me, uh, me being a pastor of two churches, um, uh, church is a little bit different today for me because coming in and asking people to give God a hand clap of praise, I mean, that that's a new thing. Because in the old church where I grew up and where some of you grew up, people came in with a thank you on their lips and a hallelujah on their tongue. In the old church, some of you might remember during revival, the front row was known as the mourner's bench. It was not just reserved for uh, the dignitaries, but for people who needed to get right with God. They literally intended, um, when they came to revival, they literally intended on folks getting saved. And so they left the first row um, uh, so that just in case you were not born again, you could sit there and get right with the Lord Jesus. And you might remember you couldn't sing in church. You couldn't usher in church. You couldn't do anything in church until you knew you had a testimony of your own. Now, nowadays, uh, we kind of sign folk up like you do at the social club. But when I was coming up, we didn't care how pretty you could sing soprano. If you didn't know Jesus for yourself, you didn't have any idea what you were singing about. And 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 my my little church, y'all, uh, you'd have to come before the whole church. And and I remember the church clerk would come down and say, giving honor to God, pastor members and friends. Today we have Sister Left Toe, <laughs> and she's here to make a statement. And if you didn't get that statement right, you had to go back and sit on the mourner's bench. I mean, church didn't feel like it did today. I mean, we, we, we didn't have cushioned pews to sit on. There was no heat. There was no air conditioner. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like that. I mean, there was no, 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 like at, at my church, I got orchestra in the, in the, in the pit over there. There was no robe choir in the stand. We had an old beat up piano with a messed up speed in the middle of it that couldn't have play. And, and they give you, if you remember, they give you a funeral home fan uh, with Martin Luther King Jr. on the other side. Women wore hats, and some of those uh, hats were not fashion statements because they were just there to cover your head. And some of them, um, some of them 
Okay, well, let me just be uh, just totally honest this morning. They were downright ugly. I mean, peaches and pears and apples. But but the church back then had real church. I'm going somewhere, y'all. Uh, the mother's board, you remember, they sat to the left. The deacon's board sat to the right. And they didn't have all the instruments, just the magnificent of the, of the tapping of the floor with a shoe with a hole in the bottom of it. I mean, but, but they knew how to have church. I mean, and the church... Uh, of old had a moan to it. It had a real moan to it. And I, I really don't know what has happened to our moan. I mean, but perhaps we become too educated, too dignified. But 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 I told my church yesterday, my Stockton church, that I, I still love a moaning church. I, I really do. Um, uh, I got a mother in my church, in my Stockton church, that, that, that loves to moan. And for those of you who are musically inclined, I mean, it was not a seven-note scale. No, no, it wasn't do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. No, it was a pentatonic scale, and that's all they needed. Uh, they were going to sing you happy, and with those 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 five notes, the old church would moan until babies would stop crying, moan until sinners would just start walking down the aisle. I really don't know what has happened to our moan. Some of y'all may be too young, but when I was coming up, church had a real sound to it. Folk came to shout, and, and there was no such argument like, oh, I don't feel like having church, and I don't feel like going to church. They'd lift those windows, and you'd hear those deacons lining hymns, and uh, they wouldn't stand and talk to God because that was far too much, but they would bring chairs and set them in the center aisle. Some of y'all remember that. And before they pray, they take that beige handkerchief out their back pocket. Took me years to realize that it wasn't really beige. It's been in their pocket for a long time. And they they sing songs and hymns like God Neosa, Great Jehovah, a pilgrim through this buried land. They would they would. And I can remember uh, church back then. We didn't have big crowds like we do now. Maybe on Easter, 150, 200 people or so. But Folks had pews that they sat on, and, and if you sat on one of their pews, they was going to tell you to slide down and move, and in some churches, they had a little placard on the end to let you know who bought this pew, and they was quick to tell you, my great-grandmama bought this pew. This is our seat, and I would be sitting in the back of the church, y'all. My daddy was a deacon. My mother was an usher. You know, I ain't always been up in the pulpit with a black suit on and, and, and a black tie, you know, but I'd be in the back of the church eating now later. Uh, sugar babies, uh, uh, lemon heads. I'd be eating Alexander the Great sweet tarts, and 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 when I could get away with it, pop rocks. And and and, and they had a woman. We had a woman who was the matriarch of our our church, the First Morning Star Baptist Church, fifteen oh one ninetieth Avenue. And and she sat on the second row every Sunday, wore the same hat all the time. She and her girlfriends came to do battle. I mean, they had plans on shouting the whole service. I mean, their purses were huge because they had all kinds of stuff in there. They had orange juice, apple juice, needle, thread, Q-tips, second pair of shoes. You know, that's how you know that people really came to have church. I mean, it was premeditated. I mean, they done, they done thought about this thing. You see, the orange juice and the apple juice was there just in case somebody's sugar got low and they could boost their sugar back up. And the needle and thread was there just in case a woman ripped a dress or something. I mean, they didn't come like us. They didn't They didn't have to sweat through a suit. They, they didn't have to get a praise team and, and sing you happy. No, no, no. They came with 
a premeditated worship on their hearts. And I can hear those old women getting ready to shout. And y'all, I'd be sitting in the back of the church just cutting up the whole service. And I would watch Martha Thretford's knee because that was the key. And 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 when that knee started to bobble, y'all, we started to count her down. Ten, nine, eight. And by the time they got to that third verse of God me old eye. Great Jehovah, where it says, open wide thy Christian fountain, let your healing waters flow. She would just shout, ah, ah. Folk would be hollered, uh, would be hollered, and, and they would pack them all out of church. They would take them to the fellowship hall. For those of you that know the old church, you know, it ain't like these modern churches that we have now. You know, the sanctuary would be right there, and the path for study was right behind uh, the door on the right, about the size of a closet, and the door uh, the, and next door was the fellowship hall where they was frying the fish and the chicken for the three o'clock service because you wasn't going nowhere no time soon. Somebody know what I'm talking about. And folks would shout until the usher that went to Phantom got happy. The folks that was toting them out of church was shouting as they left until uh, we'd have to be quiet in the sanctuary and listen to them shout. And then since you couldn't beat them, you might as well join them. So everybody's shouting. One Sunday in an almost ignorant fashion, a young man asked his father, he said, Daddy, why does she act like that every Sunday? Why do they have to shout on the same time, uh, uh, the same every Sunday at the same time, doing the same song at the same spot, wear the same hat, pack the same purse with the same apple juice and orange juice, needle and thread, Q-tip? Why does she have to shout like that every Sunday? And his father said something that I will never forget. His father looked at him with the blinker on as he was turning the corner and said to him, what difference does it make? She ain't shouting for you. He said, but since you asked me, son, these older people come to church with mountains they can't move, valleys they can't endure, with problems they can't solve. And so while you laughing in the back of the church, they're doing spiritual warfare. It's because they came to do battle. And I'm saying this, my brothers and sisters, I'm hoping it's some people on this line this morning that didn't come to play, you didn't come to spectate, you came because you got problems you can't solve, you got valleys you can't endure, you got situations you can't get out of, because I need some folks in here that are open and earnest and honest enough to admit that, that I don't come on declared victory to play around, but I'm here to do battle. Well, well, it's the second writing of Chronicles, and it's dynamic. The story of of of, uh, of this is is dazzling. is a dazzling story from its foundation, from Father Abraham all the way down now to King Jehoshaphat. He, he's an old man, and, and the people that he could have destroyed years ago, but God let him give them mercy, have now come together against him to destroy Jerusalem and Judah. But 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 I like how the story goes because when they hear that this vast army is coming together to come against them, the Lord moves on a young man whose name is Jehaziel. And he tells Jehaziel to go tell the king and the congregation, wait, it's like having an announcement for the president. It's like saying, hey, everybody sit down because God's got something to say. So they hear Jehaziel and he tells them, don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Don't panic. Don't trip. You just hold your peace. Discipline yourself. Ain't no trouble. It's because the battle that you think belongs to you, it actually belongs to God. 
And in case they didn't understand it, he says, the Lord is going to fight this battle for you. And then he tells them the instructions. Then the king then rises up and places his face on the ground, my brothers and sisters. You heard me read the scripture. And he begins to worship Almighty God. And I love it because the people began to do what they see the king already doing. So he positions them on a cliff in the midst of the valley so that they can look over into the wilderness of Tekoa to watch the battle happen down in the valley. And what I get so excited about teaching y'all, teaching this is because in the heat of the battle, listen to this, he does not send in the infantry, he does not send in the army, he does not send in the, in the priest, but watch this, he sends in the praise team. And as they begin to worship God, the Bible says God sets up ambushments. And I like that word. It means God turned the enemy on themselves and they destroy each other. And so they end up with victory even without a battle. Can I tell y'all why I'm declaring this this morning? Because I believe we still got victory without a battle. Y'all don't know when to shout. You just have to have enough sense to realize, to hold your peace, be disciplined, because you're not here to play around, but you're here because you got something to fight for. And I'm hoping there's a single sister on the line that's fighting for her children. I've come with a word that you are here to do battle. I hope there's a married couple on the verge of giving up on this line today, because I've got good news for you. He's still the Lord of hosts. He's still the God of battle. Can I tell y'all why I'm declaring this? There are people on this line that need healing and deliverance, who need strength and joy, restoration and redemption. And y'all, I didn't come to play this morning, but I came so that when we get through worshiping on this line today, transformation takes place, lives are changed, and families are restored. And I just need a few of y'all who's got something to fight for. But hold on, hold on. If this ain't for you, if you if, if you ain't got nothing for fi to fight for, I'm going to tell you, take a chill pill, relax, we'll catch you next week, okay? But I want to talk to some people on this line who's got something to fight for. You ought to touch yourself and say, you know what, I'm fighting for my family. I'm fighting for my son. I'm fighting for my daughters. I, I, I didn't come to play on declared, vic, uh, declared victory. I didn't come to look at you. I, I didn't come uh, to, I didn't want you to look at me. I didn't come for you to hear me, but I'm here to do battle. Wow, 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 wow. You ought to touch yourself and say, you know what? I ain't got time to be cute. I ain't got time to be handsome, but I'm here to do battle. Y'all, that's my whole declaration. That's really all I came to teach. But if you just give me a few minutes, let me tell you what to expect from God when you're here to do battle and your worship is warfare. Number one, number one, you should expect for God to send you a sure word of prophecy. Don't miss that. You should expect for God to send you a sure word of prophecy. Let me tell y'all something. I, I, I love gospel music. I love gospel music. I, I'm not a fan of this new age gospel, but, but I love gospel music from Thomas Dorsey to Mary Mary. I mean, I, I love it. I mean, I, I love I love uh, traditional, I love hymns, anthems, I love it. I mean, my praise and worship on Sundays, y'all, I, I, I love it. But, but listen, when you're in the midst of spiritual warfare, I don't want a song, I want a word from the Almighty God. When you got hell breaking loose in your house, when you got the devil trying to destroy you, when you got the enemy trying to annihilate you, when you got satanic traps and demonic figures literally trying to destroy you, when you got stuff going on that people can't see with the naked eye, you ain't got time for no cute song. You need a word 
from the Lord. I, I need to know, is there anybody on this line that needs a word from the Lord? So ch check out the problem. Check out the problem in the text. Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat is now an old man. And I like how God does things. He waits until Jehoshaphat is too old to fight. It sounds familiar, doesn't it? He waits until Abraham is too old to have a baby. He waits until Mary is too old to conceive. He waits until Elizabeth is too old, too out of shape to do it. But, 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 why, but why does God wait like that? He does it for one reason and one reason only, so that when he gets through with it, you can't take the credit. You've got to give the credit to God. Wow. Watch the text. Jehoshaphat has a problem. He's old. Not only does he have a problem, he also has a predicament. And that is the armies that have been against him as nations have now come together. But hold on. I did my homework and my research on this. And you know what I, what I discovered? The three nations that came together to fight Jerusalem and Judah don't even like each other. Isn't it amazing when God is getting ready to bless you? You can have people who don't even like each other get together to come together to try and hurt you. But here's what I love. In the midst of the problem and the predicament came a prophecy. And here's the prophecy. Y'all ready? The battle is not yours. It's the Lord. Okay, wait, hold on. In the midst of the problem and the predicament came a prophecy. Here's the prophecy. You ready? The battle is not yours. It's the Lord. Okay, maybe the reason you're not shouting and lifting your hands yet is because your God is too small and your problem is too big. But I got news for you. If the battle belongs to God, baby, you can't lose. How would you act if I told you that victory was already yours? God has never seen a sinner he couldn't save. He's never seen a mountain he couldn't move. He's never seen an enemy he couldn't annihilate. He's never seen a tumor he couldn't shrink. He's never seen an army he couldn't defeat. He's never seen a disease he couldn't get rid of. <laughs> you ought to touch yourself and say, I got God on my side. I, I want to know how would you shout? How would you lift your hands if I told you because I'm on your side, because God is on your side? If God told you because I'm on your side, you automatically win. You know, I, I need somebody that's on the line to look at yourself and say to yourself, I've been struggling with this thing for a while, but I realize if the Lord is with me, everything is going to be all right. That's why when it comes to this word, y'all, I would rather have a word from the Lord, a word that says weeping may endure for a night but joy cometh in the morning, a morning, a word that says I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed and not cursed. A word that says, even though my life may be falling apart, if I just stay disciplined and hold my peace, if I just hold on, he can take those fragments and those broken parts of my life, mold them back together because whoever loves God, you can testify it'll work together for your good if you hold on long enough. I mean, I need somebody on the line who came thirsty for a word, looking for a word, asking God for a word. And here's your word today. You can't lose with God who's on your side. You've already won. It's already done. God will fight for you. Okay, wait. Let me just run it by you one more time. This is for all you Powerball playing, lotto, peel-off scratching. Listen. Prophecy is nothing more than history written in advance. Prophecy is tomorrow's news today. Prophecy lets you see around the corner while you're still sitting at the red light. What I just gave you, declared victory, was a prophetic utterance that was good for Jerusalem and Judah, but is also good for every believer who understands that God raised his son from the dead that you've already won. 
So if I was to sit here today and I was to tell you that next week's Powerball that's going to be worth $480 million is 35, 60, 22. Some of y'all probably writing that down. Um, uh, and, and, and some of y'all probably ain't even said amen through this whole declaration, but, but, but you write that part down so you can use it. I just told you the battle is not yours. The struggle is not yours. You ain't got to be worried about it. You ain't got to be scared. The Lord is going to fight for you. All right, stories told about a man I read uh, named Albert who was shaving one morning and discovered there was a lump in his throat. He didn't think anything of it, thought it was an ingrown follicle or hair piece in his throat, but it grew more, even more. And so he went to the doctor and he wasn't in any pain. It just kept getting bigger. He comes to find out that it was thyroid cancer and they take him and send him to the cancer research center and they tell him that they can treat him with experimental drugs, but it's already in the fourth stage. It's metastasized. And, and they try experimental drugs on him, but nothing worked. And the, and the cancer spreads even more rapidly. He comes back to the church, and while other folks are kind of sitting there, you know, with their arms folded, making little nasty church comments about the choir, like, ain't that the same song they sung last Sunday? I mean, he would shout and run around the church and get on everybody else's nerves. Please, brothers, my brothers and sisters, hear me as I make this announcement. If, if, if you don't understand the attack your neighbor is going through, you ought to leave their worship alone. Because while you're talking about them clapping, while you're talking about them lifting their hands, while you're talking about them shouting and giving God praise, they're in the midst of spiritual warfare and they're doing battle. But wait, here's the dump. Here's the thing that blesses me. So he, he's in the grocery store one day uh, buying groceries. He shouts, he claps, he goes, he lives. I mean, what else you going to do? You can't uh, quit living. He, he kept on going. Watch what happens. He walks in the store and he's on aisle three picking up stuff. And a six foot five Euro American man turns the corner and says to him, sir, I've been seeing you in my dream. I've been coming to this store because the Lord sent me because I knew I would find you one day. I don't know what you've been going through. I don't know what sickness you have, but God has been waking me up in the middle of the night telling me to come here, and today I finally see you. I don't know your name, but you've got something going on in your throat because the Lord showed it to me. He said, God told me to tell you you will live and not die. Oh, that ain't the shout. That happened years ago, and Albert still got a dance in his feet. But I wish I had somebody on the line today who, who, who needs a sure word of prophecy to tell yourself that if God is on your side, you got everything you need, and everything is going to be all right. <laughs> you ought to tell yourself, if you're here for battle, you need a sure word of prophecy. You ought to tell yourself, uh, the word for today is this, the battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. But not only should you expect a sure word of prophecy, watch the second shift in this discourse. I'm almost finished, y'all. You've got to expect victory based on the principle. So there's a lie, uh, my brothers and sisters, floating around Christendom that we must put an end to. And the lie is simply this, that God will never put more on you than you can bear. If anybody ever tells y'all that that's a lie. God allows more on you than you can bear all the time. Because if you didn't need, if you didn't have a load that you couldn't carry or an enemy you couldn't couldn't defeat, you wouldn't need him in the beginning. God allows enemies you can't handle. God permits problems you can't solve, only for you to get to the place where Israel and Judah are. Because watch the text. The Bible says these armies are too big for them to handle. And I like it, my brothers and sisters, because of where he sits the people of God. He tells them to go to the cliff in Z's, Z-I-Z. -Z. You missed it. I did too the first time. 
Watch this. You don't fight on the cliff. You fight where you got good footing on the ground. Now, why would an intelligent, wise, sovereign, ubiquitous, ubiquitous, voracious God send his people to a cliff to fight a battle? Can I tell you why? Because when you're on a cliff, that's the high point for you to watch the battle take place. Fighting wasn't for them. Fighting was for God. Being patient and disciplined and worshiping was for them and watching was their job. And so God put them in a high place where they could watch the Lord work it out. Ooh, I need just a few of y'all who's ever seen God work some stuff out. But wait, hold on, because all y'all can't testify. Some of y'all ain't never had God work nothing out. But I need some people on this line that got gray hair to tell somebody when you get a chance that God can work it out. Why? because I've seen what God can do. I ain't got to tell you what somebody told me because I've watched God fix some stuff that nobody else could fix. You ought to touch somebody and touch yourself and say, I've seen what God can do. But hear me carefully. Watch the ship. He sets them on the cliff, but the substance of the victory is not found in what they do. It's what they believe. Hear me when I tell you that belief is the fundamental tenet of Christianity, and either you believe God or you don't. Belief is like being pregnant. Either you expect him or you ain't, because there is no middle ground. But by the way, parenthetically speaking, let me throw this in as a foothold. When you really believe God, other folk will think you crazy. That's a surefire way of letting you know that you're on the right track. If people think that you're reasonable and they think that you're pretty cognitive and everything looks to be adding up and subtracting, that's not belief, that's reason. Faith and reason kiss every time because reason runs out when faith runs up. And there is always a place where you can't solve it, you can't place it, you can't fix it, you can't do it. And it's going to take somebody who can look at you and say, but I believe God. See, when you believe God, you believe some incredible, ridiculous stuff that ought to make other folk think that you are somewhat psychotic. You know, some of y'all on this line, some of y'all are really crazy. And that's why you're on the line today, because you're just about as crazy as I am. Why do you say that, Joan? Because you believe in some God you can't see way up in heaven, wherever that is, who loves you so much down here that he woke you up this morning, put you on the wake up list and started you on your way. Wait, it gets worse. You believe that this God dispatches angels to your charge and that he will make demons flee from you at the same time. You are crazy enough to believe that he orders your steps according to his word and fills you with somebody called the Holy Ghost. You are crazy enough to believe that this God decided to save us. And so he peeled off his divinity and put on humanity, came through 42 generations. Get this, born of a teenage virgin in a car, cow trough in Bethlehem. One night of his, on the night of his birth, cosmological, cosmological construct shifted. One star got happy and outshined the rest. And here's the real kicker. Wise men came from the east just to worship him and give him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. At 12 years old, you believe he confounded the doctors and the lawyers in the temple. And at 30 years old, got baptized by his first cousin and homeboy, John the Baptist. You are here because you believe on the day of his baptism when he came out of the water. The Lord let a cloud get happy and make it say, this is my beloved son and whom I'm well pleased. You are so crazy. You believe that when he got to Canaan, he turned water to wine without grapes 
And you believe that a woman one day caught the hem of his garment while he was walking through town and grabbed it. And when she grabbed it, something happened on the inside. You are crazy enough to believe on this line today that they marched him up the Via Della Rosa, laid his body on the cross, nailed him to it, hung him high, stretched him wide, bowed his head, and then he died. Wait, it gets worse. He hangs his head. He dies. And then he goes down to hell, pays out your lease, gets up three days later with all power in his hand. Wait, it goes further. On top of all of that, all of y'all waiting on him to come back. And I need somebody to touch yourself and say it sounds crazy, but I believe it. I need somebody on the line who's seen what God can do to just touch yourself and say, I believe God. I believe God. I see what God can do. Because when you believe God, you look foolish to other people who are extremely intelligent. And that's why you have to decide whom you're going to serve. All right. I got I to gotta conclude right here because I'm getting excited. Okay. Okay. I got another story. Stories told about a fellow who had bad credit and was trying to buy a house. And he went to the credit repair class. But it, it didn't lift his score high enough for them to give him the loan. So he spotted a house that he knew God told him was his house, had a remax for sale sign in the driveway. And so he decided to start cutting the grass and trimming the hedges. Some of y'all, I know this too much for y'all. It don't make it don't make no sense. I understand. I got you. But that's why I believe God. He starts cutting the yard, trimming the hedges every week, going to the going to the house the Lord said was his house. He went back to the bank. Both denied him because of too many inquiries. And his credit score was not high enough. And they told him, just wait, we'll give you a house in about another year. The man said, that's all right. The Lord already showed me my house. And he and he would cut the grass and trim the hedges for eight and a half months. In Texas, this dude cut the grass and trim the hedges. One day, a black Lexus pulls up in the driveway while he was out there cutting the grass in the hot Texas sun. Y'all, I'm talking about Texas, where you can fry an egg on the sidewalk, where you can brew tea sitting out there on the sidewalk. Black Lexus pulls up in the driveway and a man gets out and asks this dude on the lawnmower, why have you been cutting this grass and trimming these and, and trimming the hedges? The man said, because the Lord told me this was my house. And the man from the car said, well, hold on, sir. You need to get a loan. Are you approved? He said, no, the bank then rejected me. But I just believe what God then told me. And I'm just going to keep this looking nice and neat because this is where I'm going to be living soon. And so the man gets back in the car and he drives off, but he makes the block and comes back, pulls back up in the driveway. He said, sir, come here. He said, are you crazy? He said, you can call me whatever you want to call me. I'm just going to keep believing God that this is where I'm going to stay. The man said, well, I'm the owner of this house. It's one of several houses I'm trying to sell. And since you're crazy enough to believe God, I'm crazy enough to give you the keys. Gave him the keys. But hold on with y'all. That ain't the shout. Can I give y'all the shout real quick? The man tells him, now that you got the key, you can go ahead and move on in. He said, oh, I put my stuff in the garage six months ago. I just been waiting for you to show up. And I need somebody on the line who can go on and be disciplined enough to tell God, thank you because you believe him. I mean, you ought to say, I'm going to praise him because I believe that victory is already mine. Y'all, I got to get out of here. I got to quit. But you can expect for God to give you a sure word of prophecy. Say to yourself, the battle's not yours, but it belongs to the Lord. Secondly, you can expect for God to show up uh, with you having victory based on the principle. Tell yourself, I believe God. I'm believing God right now. You ought to tell yourself, that's why I'm here on a Monday morning, because I'm believing God today. In fact, in fact, if you know somebody who ain't believing God for nothing, you ought to touch yourself and say, I'm believing God for my neighbor. But then lastly, as I get out of here, he shows, he shows you power 
and your public display of praise. My brothers and sisters, there's something fascinating, something fascinating that happens in this text. Because when they get ready to fight, to go and fight this massive army, the Bible says that Jehoshaphat calls up the praise team. And the Bible says as they begin to praise and worship God, all of a sudden the Lord from heaven sets up ambushments against the enemy. They turn against themselves, and the victory comes to the people of God. You see, too often times, y'all, we come on this line and we come to church and we play. We got to ask people in church to give the Lord a hand clap. But when you understand what worship really is, you'll come in saying, I'm here to do battle because I ain't got time to play. So can I just explain that? I'm, I'm, I'm done. You see, worship is the only ship of the church that started before time was and will continue until time is no more. Worship started before Elohim, Yahweh, Adonai, and El Shaddai. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and it will exist when the Bible says amen and closes its chapters. You see, before there was a when or a where, then or there, God sat and the everlasting, exuberating peace of timeless eternity just enjoying being God. He created a special species the Bible calls angels, and he gave three angels a specific assignment. He gave to the angel Gabriel the ministry of the word, and that's why whenever you hear an angel talk in the Bible, it's always Gabriel. He gave to the, uh, uh, to the ministry of warfare the angel Michael. That's why when you see war happening in heaven, it's always Michael. Michael is like that cousin of yours that ain't going to do no talking. When you call him, he already know what he's there to do. And then to the angel Lucifer, say, and he gave worship. Lucifer, the son of the morning, the bright one, the gorgeous angel who was in charge of worship, who was a beautiful and majestic angel. The Bible says he was robed in beautiful jewels, topaz and emerald, diamonds and pearl and amethyst. It was like that, my brothers and sisters, because God wanted us to see worship. And that way, when the glory of God would shine off of Lucifer, it would fill heaven with a rainbow. God put music in Lucifer's throat, and that's why on the day of his creation, God made music. That way, when Lucifer opened up his mouth, it would sound like a trumpet, a cornet, a trombone, a baritone, a saxophone, or a flute. That when he opened up his mouth, it sounded like a beautiful orchestra. Why? Because God wanted us to hear worship, but all of a sudden, Lucifer got a glimpse of himself and decided that he wanted to be worship and not God. And that's why God told him, homeboy, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get up out of here. So when you look around the angelic host, we still have the angel of the word whose name is Gabriel. We still have the angel of warfare whose name is Michael. But when it came to worship, God did not promote another angel. What God did, he said, hold on, I've got another plan. He reached down and took a scoop of dirt and made himself a man and blessed you and blessed you, blessed you, blessed you. That way now you have the option of saying, if nobody else will worship the Lord, I'll do it by myself. It's, it's why every time the church starts to worship, all hell breaks loose. It's because the enemy gets mad because you took his place. And I'm wondering as I close this thing, I'm getting happy, y'all, that, 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 that is there anybody on the line that don't mind putting heaven all over this place and letting the devil in hell know that God's been good to me? I mean, if you're not afraid to do it, you ought to touch yourself and say, God's been so good. Yeah. I got to hold my peace and I got to let the Lord fight my battle, but I can't help but worship God in spirit and in truth. Wow. I, I mean, that's why hell breaks loose every time I get ready to worship God. That's why something happens. Somebody talks about me. Somebody, somebody lies on me because when I get ready to worship God, it's because I took the devil's place. But God can depend on me to lift up my hands and open, my, open up my mouth and shout glory, hallelujah. He's worthy. Y'all, I'm, I'm done.
But I need some Holy Ghost filled people who's got something to fight for to say to yourself, I've held my peace and I'm going to stay disciplined and I'm going to let the Lord fight my battle. And if you ain't got nothing to fight for, declare victory. Let me get out of your way because I'm fighting for my family. I'm fighting for my job. I'm fighting for my marriage. I'm fighting for my children. I'm fighting for my ministry. I'm fighting for my sanity. The battle is not yours. It belongs to God. I'm done. I, I could have went on, y'all, and 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 skipped the and skipped the 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 life, the 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 love life and victory because I'm getting excited, y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. Please forgive me. Oh, okay. Um, is there anybody that didn't get a chance to say good morning? Now's your time. Good morning. Did y'all hang up? Good morning, Miss Gigi. Thank you for your declaration. Blessings, Gigi. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Georgia. Thank you for your declaration. Bless you, Georgia. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is wonderful Wanda. Thank you for your declaration. Hey, wonderful Wanda. All right. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning. Hey, you know what? Do you know what, Doc? You know your yeah. pastor called me last week at the last minute. You know that, right? He called me at the last minute. He wasn't feeling good. He said, "He said, Pastor, I know you got two churches, and I know you got to preach twice." He said, "But can you just come preach for me? I'm not feeling well." And so I was looking for you. And I you didn't did. See you or your husband? Yeah. I and you didn't preach the third time. Good morning, brother. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Great message. Mom and I are sorry we missed you yesterday, but we love you. Call me later so I can tell you what's going on. Okay. All right. All right. Good morning, Pastor. This is Leomia. Good God Almighty, man. <laughs> you blessed my soul this morning. Hallelujah. I thank you for that word because it was just for me. You have a you too, you too. All right. Was there any aha moments in the declaration? Any questions? Any comments uh, for anyone? Um, now's your time. Good morning, sir. Good the morning. battle is not mine. It's the Lord's. Thank you for that. And and I, prophetically, I'm going to continue to sing, um, not just today, but always. Lord, I praise your name for then, back then, for now, and for to come. That's my prophetic, because I know Ooh. if he did it before, he'll do it again. Same God, mm. yesterday, today, forevermore. You did Bible well, sir. Appreciate you. Have a great day. I, I seen your grandbabies at church yesterday. They were showing church. Yes, yes, I love my grandbabies. Yeah, your daughter, your daughter, your, and your grandbabies were still at church yesterday. Amen. <laughs> All right. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone Wait, else? come on. Can you hear me? I Go ahead, you. Oh, yes. That was my message to this morning. The battle is not mine. It is the Lord. My aha moment, though, was, you know, uh, that when you were saying how people say that uh, God won't give you no more than you can bear. And you know what? I just thought when you, you just broke that down for me, how untrue that is. And I, I really appreciate that because, um, you know, you know, you say stuff sometimes because, you know, you hear these things 
and you know, for Baby Constant hearing that, you know, and you say that, and you begin to say that to yourself, but it's true, you know. Like another thing you said was that um, how uh, you know he waited. People like Moses, and you know he waited till they were at an age where they couldn't do it for themselves, so they couldn't, you know, they couldn't take the glory. It's the same thing with our battles. You know, he wants to make sure that we don't take the glory. So our job is to stand back, hallelujah, and praise God and watch Him work. Praise the Lord. So that's what I got to mention. The one I am you, so encouraged. You, Jude, let me let me let me tell you something. Something happened to me last week. Um, someone said something about me that was that was that was that was kind of devastating, and it it hurt so bad because I knew it didn't happen right, and went to one of my members in my church and said it. And uh, Bishop Troy Dockery, y'all know Bishop Dockery, the pastor's uh, Greater Christ Temple here in Stockton. He preached for me yesterday. And he said something similar happened to him, and folks was walking around looking at him, talking about, oh, he mean, he he ungodly, he this and he that. He said, but if they would have just came and asked him what happened or whatnot, they would have got a true revelation. And 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 he said, some people asked him, what are you going to do? Are you going to mention it? Are you going to say something? He said, no. He said, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to keep my mouth closed, and I'm going to let God work this out. And that's what I'm learning Sometimes you ain't got to say nothing. Sometimes you just keep your mouth closed. You keep praying and keep doing what you're doing. Folks going to believe what they're going to believe anyhow. And it ain't nothing you can do about it. You you can't straighten it out. You just let God fight that battle. Thank you, Jew. Hey, bro. Go ahead, you, No, I'm saying because you're right on what I'm saying. Because he's our warrior. He'll fight our battles if we just keep still. So no matter what comes at us, because things are going to come. We got to know that it's not ours. And we fight so much. You said so much. I like that pre-meditated praise. And I like how you talked about the church of old because you're right. It doesn't even feel like I'm not, I don't really miss some of the ritual stuff because I understand better by and by. But to really understand how it goes, to really understand, like you said, don't matter what nobody say, you have to have self-control and discipline. Psalms 38, I always go there because it tells you, it's like you let stuff roll off. It, it pretty much is telling you no matter what comes at you, God will give you a mute so you don't even hear it, so you don't have to deal with it. But I appreciate your share this morning. It was so on point. Um, you sound different. So I know I hear, I, you like like Rochelle said, you did some good Bible. And I just appreciate, like you said, don't come for play. Spiritual warfare is real. It's good to joke, hee hee ha ha, but this, this, this is not no game. So I love you, man of God, and we appreciate you every day. Mom and I love you, and we'll connect. Oh, um, yeah. Keep her love lifted you. up Wednesday. Wednesday, she okay. needs prayer. All right. Love y'all, too. Bishop Bishop Dockery said something to me yesterday um, that blew me away. He said, my, he said he heard Bishop Jake say something, and he was referring to me when he said that. He said, my problem is that I'm in love with the people. He said, Bishop Jake said, don't be in love with the people. Love the people, but don't be in love with the people. Because if you're in love with the people and they don't show up, they'll break your heart every time. And and I know that's my problem as a pastor. I've been in love with the people. And I need to back up from being in love with the people at both churches and just learn how to love people. There's a difference. Y'all do know that, right? 
Because when you're in love with somebody and they don't come through, they don't do what they're supposed to do, they break your heart every time. Amen. Oh, I can't get no help in here, brother. Amen, Pastor Lavelle. I was just thinking about what you were saying. Um, Isn't that kind of like go in line with like uh, having that spirit of people pleasing where you're in love with the people to the point where, you know, yeah, like they don't come through for you and stuff like that and just, you know, just. It, it right. is. Bishop Dockery Bishop made a statement yesterday um, of the church don't know what we as pastors go through because you're trying not to say the wrong thing because you're scared people going to leave or or they gonna, and then they're going to tell somebody else why they left and, and, and this and that. And, and you know, so you're, you're, you're tiptoeing around and trying to keep people happy or if you move somebody from this ministry because you want the ministry to grow. And, you know, some people think that because they're in a position, they think they own that position. And they think, you know, that, that I've been in churches for, for in pastor churches for years that think that because you're a deacon, that's a lifetime position. No, that ain't no lifetime position or just because you the usher president or or whatever, that's a lifetime position. No, sometimes you need to move out the way so things can grow. And 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 if I move you as the leader, don't get mad. Just understand that I'm trying to get growth in the ministry. I'm not trying to do anything bad or evil against you. But what you need to do is stay disciplined, as 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 we said, as our theme. And you need to watch God do some things. Hold your peace and watch God work. But we don't we don't do that, y'all. We we get ahead our, ourselves and get ahead of God because we think this belongs to us. And it don't, y'all. I mean, my church, both my churches, they're mine. They're God's by ownership, but they're mine by stewardship. Sometimes you both when that happens, you know, by you understand position. God trying to move you someplace else, but you didn't got comfortable in this position. You know, it's easy to do, and you know, by him pushing to something else, or you know push you to the side for a minute because he want to get your attention to move you to the next level. But because you're afraid of what that might look like, or, you know, um, cause you, you know, you can place and everybody know you here at this position to move to something else. It can be scary. And so they dominate that, you know, trying to stay in that position. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Come on. Any questions, any comments? I don't, I don't want y'all to miss, um, Miss the point of 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 God God giving you um, a sure word of prophecy, um, and then you having victory based on the principle, and then lastly um, you have power in your public display of praise. Please don't miss those three things. Well, I just want to thank God for this declaration because it was just what I wanted needed to hear. You know, I'm grateful that you are doing this declaration because I haven't heard you for a while, and I always loved hearing you because I knew you had a word from God. Right now, I'm believing for a house. I'm waiting for the man to call me back this week. So when you said that about the man believing for the house and mowing the line, I was like, oh, that's my word. So all I got to do is just trust God. And let him do it and don't even worry about it. Go on to work and go on about my day. So I just thank you so much for hearing from God and keeping your ear to God because that's the way that I grow. 
just by hearing a word. So thank you so much. Amen. Thank you. Blessings, blessings, and keep believing God. Listen, when we pray, we got to get up believing that it's already done. That that that's people will call you crazy, but you've got to have some radical faith. When you get up from praying, you believe God. I believe you. I believe you. Amen. I mean, look at the Hebrew boys. Look at look at Moses. I mean, look at Daniel. I mean, you get up believing that it's already done. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? We got a little more time. Come on. Good morning, Mrs. Wonderful Wanda. Thank you for your declaration again. Um, you you really took me back um, when I was little. The time that I did go to church, you know, um, while I went to church with my grandmother, I used to, um, I used to, I didn't understand why the people were jumping and hollering and running down the aisles and falling out, and it used to scare me, and I would start crying, um, and it made me want to shy away from the church. And uh, we went to a Lutheran church and it had a big old giant statue of Jesus. I'm talking about a life size statue of Jesus and he was scary to me. Um and I and I used to think that the ushers and the, the motherboard was mean when they would, you know, you couldn't walk down this aisle, you couldn't sit here and they would make you you know, if you was talking they would shush you. Um and 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 today I get it. You know, when I'm in church and I'm listening to the 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 word and, and you have that busybody on the road that's talking and it's disturbing. You you know, you look over at them like, could you be quiet? You know, um, I just, I just, you just took me back down memory lane, you know, and, and what I have a struggle with is realizing that the battle is not mine, that it is God, you know, and I am fighting, you know, I'm, I'm fighting for my life. Um, I have a, a son and I'm gonna call him out, Darius Deontay Johnson. He He's just lost. He's 26 years old, and he he just he's just rebellious and in denial, and he just refused to come forth. And I, I just I'm fighting for God to touch him, for 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 him to get it. Um, um, I'm fighting for my job. Um, and when I say I'm fighting for my job, I'm literally on the battle line fighting for my job. And it's like I need to remember that that God has control. God is 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 the one that's gonna uh, say yay or nay, you know. And, and, but I'm stressed out and I'm losing sleep and I'm um, uh, my hair falling out and um, uh, I, I just I live in fear on a daily basis and I act like everything is all together and it's not. Um, so I just thank you for the words of encouragement that, you know, all I need to do is trust in him, that, that he will, he's my provider. Um, and let continue, go. Continue to receive a word from the Lord. Continue to receive a, a word from the Lord. Yes. Stay in God's word. I'm going to be praying for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll continue praying for you. We're going to continue. Matter of fact, let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless you. God, you heard her prayer this morning, God, and you said the prayers of the righteous availeth much. And God, we're believing you for miracles right now. 
And we know miracles are the clothes that you put on when you get ready to go to work. And God, wow, she's looking for an answer. You've already provided an answer. And I pray now in the name of Jesus, she would do what only you can do. Touch her life, her son, God. God, I pray that she can be a beacon to him, God, that he sees something in her life that makes him want to turn his life around, God. Because, God, we know that that's the only Jesus that some people know. And we pray now in the name of Jesus for what she's trusting you and believing you for. Do it right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Come on. Before we, I let yeah. Anyone else? I'd like to, to share. I've been going through a battle for um, over three years now. Um, but what I realized now, um, I was trying to put God on a time when I wanted this battle over. And I would disappoint myself because I, I expected it, it to be over by now. And so I, I kept putting myself in a position where I kept, um, felt like I was failing because I kept losing my faith. And I kept going back and back. And then I kept, I think, God, why is this battle going on so long? And He's showing me that I need to trust him. I need to believe in him. And so I'm learning to rely on him, even though I'm still going on his fumbles now four years. But sometimes I feel like I'm not strong in that area um, to, to stay strong. Um, let me give you a quick word real quick. Wow. 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 You waiting on God. Yeah. God could be waiting on you. Mm. <laughs> because yeah. while you doubt while you doubting God and you keep going back mm-hmm. and forth and in 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 and how you believe and, and your behavior, you know, your you know our behavior should match our belief. So so we're either going to trust God or we're not. I I I, I made the statement in the declaration is like being pregnant. You either is or you ain't. <laughs> So, so we we got to make up our mind if we're going to trust God, we're gonna trust God, and and just because and what you have to understand, God don't wear Rolexes, God don't wear mm. Citizens and and Apple watches and all that. God 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 don't work when we think He should work and how and we we think He should work. The truth of the matter is, God is probably asking you, are you gonna praise me through it all? Are you going to continue to praise me while you're waiting? Are you going to worship while I'm working? Because the truth of the matter is we live in the now, but God works in the not yet. And we can't see him working in the not yet. But, 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 but we've got to continue to trust him that even in the midst of what we're going through, we've got to continue, continue to give him the praise. We've got to continue to worship that even through it all, even through what we're going through. God, I trust you. God, if it don't happen today, it, it's going to happen tomorrow. If it don't happen tomorrow, it's going to happen the next day. But watch this. After you see him blessing somebody else, you can get excited about that because guess what? That's one more person out of place, and I'm next in line. <laughs> Ooh, I'm about to shout over that, my living room oh, right, yeah. now. right now. Thank you so much for sharing that because just this past weekend, a woman did share a miracle that just happened this, this weekend. Never met her at, at a garage sale, and she shared it, and we were able to praise him together. And so 
I love what you just said. Uh, and so thank you. You just said it. Thank See, you. The, the, the bottom line is this. You're either going to trust God or you're not. And just because it don't have, just because he don't show up uh, uh, Monday at eight o'clock, don't necessarily mean he can't show up Tuesday at ten. <laughs> God knows what he he knows what he's doing. And the truth of the matter, sometimes we don't get stuff because we ain't ready. We might think we're ready, but we ain't ready. We ain't ready to receive. We 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 might think that we're ready, and and because I want it, and because this is how I feel and stuff. But 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 God knows what He's doing. God, I trust you. I I trust you. I want. Let me tell you something. I want some things right now. But if He gives it to me now, guess what? I'm gonna mess it up. You know why? Because He knows me. He knows me. But guess what? You 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 gotta go through your process before you can possess your promise. The children of Israel came out of of of. Of, of Egypt, but before they could go into Canaan, they had to go into the wilderness. You know why? Because God had to de-Egyptianize them. He had to take some things out of their lives because he says you can't take the best, you can't take mess in with the best. There's some things we got to get rid of, but we don't see it because we want to do it the way we want to do it. But God knows what he's doing. You got to continue to trust God and continue. Don't Don't let your faith slip. Faith is forsaking all I trust him. F A I T H. All right? Thank you. Okay. Okay. Anyone else? Come on, before we close out, I've got to let you go. I've got to let you go. Anyone else? Anyone else? Good morning. This is Topaz. Good morning. Good morning. I just wanted to say thank you for your declaration. Um, everything you said just resonated with my spirit. I know you're telling the truth about praising your whole way through last week. I had um, applied for a job, a new position. And I got denied, and I don't know what rose up in me, but I emailed the recruiter back and asked him to reconsider my application. I have absolutely no experience for the position <laughs> besides education. And I emailed him back and asked him, could he um, reconsider my application? And he told me, you know, I didn't qualify. I just start thanking God in advance. Got ready for work, went out, had a flat tire. I said, okay, well, whatever go to the tire shop, in the midst of me getting my tire fixed, the recruiter emailed me back and told me I did qualify for the position. I ranked 88 in the 88 percentile, and I was number 11 on the list, and they would be contacting me. The following day, I'm still thanking God, praising the whole way through, like, okay, oh, well, I got a flat tire. I guess I'll get to work late, whatever. Praising God the whole way through. The next day, they emailed me and asked me, um, if I could interview today. So I actually have an interview today for the position I applied for a couple months back. But um, I just wanted to say you were telling the truth. We do definitely have to praise our way through, no matter what it is that we're going through. Um, and we'll see God working on our behalf. Sometimes it's not even that he is not working. It's just he want to see if we're going to give him thanks in advance. Just like you talk about the man with the house that was, uh, you know, wanting to purchase a house, got denied and everything like that. But he still kept pressing forward. And so um, that definitely resonated with me. And I just wanted to say thank you for your declaration. I had just got done reading about the Moabites turning up, you know, how they ended up um, turning on each other after fighting the battle. I, I just everything that you talked about today, literally last night, I just went through it. So um, I thank you so much, and I hope you have a wonderful, blessed day. Amen. Praise God for you. Amen. All right. 
Uh, we're going to have to conclude right here. It's almost 730. Uh, we've been on the line for an hour and a half almost. Um, I don't want to stop anybody, but if you have another comment or whatnot, now is your time. You can. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll allow you to um, uh, get your comment or your question out. Now is the time. I'm sorry. I don't want to rush nobody, but I don't want somebody to say, well, you know what? I wanted to ask a question, but I didn't. You know, now is your time. All right. If there's not another, I want to thank y'all um, for allowing me to do the declaration. I know it's been a couple months, and um, uh, whenever they ask me, I will make myself available. I thank y'all for considering me. Um, continue to keep us in prayer. Please keep me in prayer. Some amazing and major things are happening in my life, and I can't talk about it right now, uh, but I tell you what God is getting ready to do. Oh, my God. So, um I love everyone, and you all have a blessed day in the Lord today. And if you need a church home, you're in the Stockton or, or the or the Sacramento area, look us up, look us up, look us up. And um, or you know family members that need a church home, we are open. Amen. All right, y'all have a blessed day, and um, and uh, uh, be on the line for Marriage Matters tonight. TNT Bible Study tomorrow night at six thirty. Pastor Jones is teaching. Pastor Lavelle Jones is teaching. 6.30 tomorrow night on this line. So get on, get on, get on. All right. Love y'all. Be blessed. Thank you, Pastor Lavelle. Love you. Have a blessed day, everybody. Have a blessed day. God bless you, Pastor yeah. Lavelle. Thank you, Pastor Lavelle. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Pastor. Bless you on your day. Have a blessed day, everybody.